Welcome to All The Things, a podcast for moms seeking an inspired life. Hi, I'm your host, Lisa Chin. I am a writer and a coach, and my most passionate truth is that the world needs the real you. That's why I created this podcast, to discover all the things that make us who we are, because the better we understand ourselves, the more good we can do in the world. So let's do that together. Hello and welcome to episode one of season two of All The Things. I am so honored to be here with you today. It is a conscious choice that you made, or maybe it wasn't actually, to click on my podcast and listen to me. And I'm just grateful that I have the opportunity to share and especially to share my guests that I have had on last season and will have this season. Um, Their stories are the reason that I create this podcast. Um, the season, so season two, we are talking about unlearning. That's the theme. We will touch on it every single episode. And before I really jump into what it means and all of that, I wanted to first acknowledge that I am speaking and podcasting from the traditional and unceded territories of the Nipmuc and Massachusetts people. And I share land acknowledgement before every episode. I believe it's part of my personal unlearning to do so. And the intention is is different every time. Today's is really around this idea of unlearning and how we we are fed different narratives um, through our culture, through our education, through our exposure that may not necessarily be true. And it's important that we practice unlearning all the time. Now, if you are listening to this podcast, which is essentially a personal development, self, self-development, self personal growth you know, po- podcast, you likely have a growth mindset. And Carol Dweck, she coined this term, and it really just means that you believe that you're not limited by what you are right now. And that you can kind of grow beyond that and become better or faster or whatever version of yourself that you deem to be better. Um, I think that this is a really powerful thing. When when I heard this concept of a growth mindset versus a limited mindset, it makes a lot of sense why some people are stuck and some people aren't. And some people, and that's not the only reason someone's stuck, right? But I can see when people say things you know, you can tell when someone, you know, they are kind of beaten down and they've got a limited mindset or they are, you know, they kind of know that there's more potential. And um, it's just an interesting thing to understand about yourself is whether you have a growth mindset or a limited mindset. And I would suspect that, you know, you very likely have a growth mindset or working towards having a growth mindset if you're listening to a podcast like this. So, as we're going through this episode, it's just me today. Um, no guests yet. We'll start that next week. I want to talk about unlearning. I want to talk about what it is, why we need to do it, what does it look like, and what areas we can unlearn in, and really just dive into it and share some stories along the way. So what is unlearning? Unlearning is a big thing. I mean, essentially, it's like my entire adult life is I'm unlearning. <laughs> Once I became conscious of of that and it is something that I do consciously think about all the time now, now that I've ha- I have this word in my back pocket to refer to. 
Unlearning um, assumes a couple of things, right? Uh, the word unlearning. So if you're unlearning something, then there's an assumption that you have learned something. And there is also an assumption that you're relearning something because you can't unlearn something without at the same time opening up space to incorporate new thoughts in. And maybe you're not learning all the new things at one time, um, which is totally okay and also very normal, I would say. Um, but you're opening yourself up. You're kind of freeing your mind um, and freeing your mind space to have kind of more thoughts and new thoughts enter that space. Unlearning is, like I said, kind of what I've been doing my my conscious adult life. <laughs> um and when we are, you know, as a mom, I have kind of observed my babies. Um, and I've, th- I, I've had three of them um, born and they are, and they're, you know, a little older now than just babies. So I have observed this baby phase though. And babies are just like whole, you know, they come into this world declaring what they want, knowing what they want, um, expressing themselves. And really, truly, I think knowing themselves, um, not on a level that we cognitively can like express or anything like that, and especially them, but they know themselves. And we were all like that. You know, I was about a month and a half postpartum with my first. I was living in Boston, and uh, I, after kind of a month at home um, with the, with my baby. I decided I would start venturing out. And so I took one of my first walks postpartum with my daughter and I had her in my carrier, my chest, and I'm walking, you know, walking through Boston, um, really taking advantage of the summer and just was looking around and taking it all in because it was just a whole new world to be a mom and, and to have a baby and like walking th- and have this experience of like walking on these streets that I've walked a, a lot of times before, hundreds of times, but this time with someone completely new. Um, And that was just a very new experience. And then as I was walking along and just seeing different people, it dawned on me that every single person started out as a baby. And I know that we know that, right? We all know people were babies, but having just entered motherhood and having this just immense love for my daughter and, and feeling all these feelings for her and seeing her potential and and just having this connection with her, I looked around and I realized, oh my gosh, I didn't actually realize like how precious everyone around me has been. Like everyone, like literally everyone who's on the streets, whether they are homeless and whether they are a CEO of a company, like and whether they are a street performer or whether they are um, manning, you know, the the duck boats at the the swan boats at, um, you know, the public gardens. I mean, every single person that I come across started out as this little person, as this baby, as a soul on earth in human form, right? And it really shifted me. It really shifted the way that I look at things. It's just one of the times in motherhood that my worldview just kind of collapse on itself <laughs> and then it kind of re rejiggered I had to unlearn that I, I kind of had to relearn the fact that we were all babies but in a whole different way um, that was really powerful and so when we are babies we are just soaking it all in we're taking things in we are we you know at first we only see you know 
a few feet in front of us, right? But as a as our worldview kind of expands, literally, um, we start kind of positioning ourselves in it. Who are we in this family unit? Um, because it's no longer who am I and what do I need, but it's like who I am I who am I in this family unit, and then who am I in my broader community, and then who am I in the world? And it's um, it's kind of just our identity kind of centers, um, partially centers around that idea. And when we are babies, you know, we are really focused on safety and security. And if you listen to the episode in season one with Regina Martinelli, she shares about how when we're, by the time we're six years old, we have basically, a, like, um, we have basically learned all the various experiences that have informed our foundational beliefs which we then carry on for a very long time for the rest of our lives unless we do a little bit of unlearning and those beliefs are really centered around safety and belonging safety in am i physically safe in my in my location and am i getting fed am and am, am i being changed and taken care of and then am I belonging? Because we are a community-based species, right? We used to live in villages and tribes and all of that. And we are biologically um, honed to see other people and adapt ourselves to that. And so we, as babies, are so focused on making sure that we belong to our family unit. And there's a lot of stuff that happens along the way. We, we continue patterns that are um that our parents and ancestors have to have that sense of belonging we have we change our behavior um, and adapt ourselves in the family unit to make sure that we have a sense of belonging within there so there's a lot of a lot of that going on so by the time we're six we're kind of we're done for (laughs) we've got all of these basic um beliefs about the world and we take in information by observing but with our within our family unit and then you know like i said in the broader world we also take in information from teachers from other adults in our lives from obviously experiences with peers and then lastly really is the social and cultural and societal and systemic um contributions to our understanding of ourselves. And so there is a lot that we are learning and sometimes very subconsciously, unconsciously, we're taking all that information in. And so why do we need to unlearn? And like I said, unlearning is something I've been consciously doing for a really long time as an adult, especially after motherhood when I've had a lot of like mind-blowing experiences where my worldview just kind of has shifted. And the reason why I believe that unlearning is such an interesting topic is because I feel like if you want to grow as an adult, you have to unlearn the behavior that you adopted as a child. And the thing is, like I said before, as children, as babies, we are so focused on the sense of security and belonging that we make sure that we can fit within our family unit and be safe and all of that with certain behaviors and certain beliefs. And we carry those with us. However, as we grow up, oftentimes we're not in those family units anymore. We are away. We are living on our own. We have a uh, partner or we are in a, um, working or doing other things. Um, and 
those beliefs that we had when we were younger don't necessarily serve us as we are adults because what kept us safe as children may actually keep us limited as adults. So I'll give you an example. Again, recently, as I was working with Regina this um, the past few months, I recently came across this belief that I had that I couldn't get in trouble. A great belief, right? You know, like as a kid, you don't want to get in trouble. Um, at least I didn't. You know, I realized that I was so focused on not being in trouble because I, my family couldn't afford that. They couldn't afford having a troublemaker in the house because there was enough things to worry about that I had to just do the things that I was meant to do, do them as well as I could, and just be a good girl. But the way that I interpreted that was to not get in trouble. And again, has served me great, right? Like it, that mindset has, it allowed me to do a lot of different things at school, you know, to try to join a lot of different uh, um, activities and made some great friends and like just stuff like that, like, you know, got good grades and all of that. And then I was in college and he was studying abroad in Hong Kong and it was my favorite semester of college, honestly. But I was studying abroad in Hong Kong at the Chinese University and there was a hospitality program there, which my school didn't have. So I was really excited about taking some classes in there and just start exposing myself to hospitality. I had this idea of wanting to start a restaurant or get into that industry somehow. And there was a foundational class on hospitality that I wanted to join. And I, and I had to kind of petition or get an exception to sign up for the course because it wasn't something that was open to all study abroad students or anything like that. So I went to the professor, he, Professor Alvarez, he's a former Cornell hospitality professor, kind of like, you know, he seemed like a really important person. And I went there at the beginning of the semester before classes started, and I was talking to him and I said, I'd really like to join this class. Um, you know, can I join? And he said, you know, I have had a lot of study abroad students come through and they don't take it seriously. And it really changes the experience of the classroom. You know, it impacts the other students who are really first-year students and kind of getting the hang of everything. And I thought, well, I'm not like those students. I'll, I'm going to be here. I'm going to take your classes. I'm going to take it seriously. This is something that I want to do as I get older. And so he let me join the class. And I made some really great friends in that class. I had such a good experience being immersed in in the group there. It was really great. But later on in the semester, my friends who were study abroad students were planning this trip and they were going to Cambodia and Vietnam and Thailand and maybe even China for two weeks. So two weeks at a regular semester is a long time, right? Um, and I would have had to miss classes and all of that. And I, I had to say no. Because in the back of my mind, all I could think about was this promise that I made to Professor Alvarez. And I said, I just thought I can't disappoint him. And I can't disappoint all of the other students that will come after me wanting to join his class. It's literally, I mean, subconsciously, right? I, I only realized that looking in retrospect. But th that was my thought process. I will not go on this once-in-a-lifetime trip with my friends and explore these places that I will never ever see probably because I don't want to get in trouble. And to this day, it pains me not to have gone on that trip with my friends. But that is a, just a perfect example of how 
that the belief that we have that serves us as we're younger just no longer does. And then now as I'm embarking on on trying to to build a business and trying to figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life, that idea of not being a troublemaker and following the rules is very deeply ingrained in me. And it's something that I'm consciously unlearning and identifying where in my life I have done that and to really relearn what it means to be a troublemaker and what you know I have I have hashtag good trouble on this board in front of me with um, some words that are important in my life kind of like a vision board but with words Uh, but that is just one of the examples of a belief that was very important to my sense of safety and security as a child and is no longer So what does unlearning look like? Unlearning is messy. I believe it comes in a lot of different forms. I don't think that there's one way of doing it. Um, There's, you know, a bajillion dollar self-development industry. I believe centered around this idea of unlearning. And it looks a lot different. And there's so many ways of approaching it. You know, there's somatically, you know, you can go to someone and... um, kind of unlearn what your your memories are and your beliefs are through your body you can unlearn through listening to podcasts you can unlearn by reading books you can unlearn by creating art and working through you can unlearn with a therapist or a coach there's a lot of different ways of doing it and I don't think that there's one way for one person I think that one of the beautiful parts of my unlearning is trying to take in different tools around me and approach my unlearning from different angles because it really does help kind of give it a holistic re relearning repositioning of everything for instance i'm taking a i'll be starting a class later this week on voice in the nervous system i'm not a singer it's and the first class they say to bring in a song which you're working on which is not anything that i'm doing but I have, I have in the back of my mind thought, I want to take voice lessons. I want to take voice lessons. And that thought wasn't, I didn't go out and look for a voice teacher. I did actually for like a quick second on Google. But um, that thought actually, when I came across this woman's um, write-up on her class and everything, I thought, oh, this is what I was looking for. I was looking for a voice teacher, but uh, to to look at my voice in a very different way, not to work on singing, which it will help, but to look at it from a somatic way. I'm super pumped about it. Um, I guess I had to find like a song for that. And unlearning allows us to really, I think, reach our potential. You know, we, we create this safety container. If we look at like Maslow's hierarchy, right, we have physical needs on the bottom, then we have safety and security, and then we go all the way up to like self-actualization. I think that, you know, as a privileged person in this society, that is really what I'm working towards, and I would love for everyone to be able to work towards that. Um, And that doesn't mean that they need to be successful or they need to be doing anything in a prescriptive way or anything like that. But it does mean that there is this level of self-awareness and this confidence in self and in the way that they approach the world and their relationships and how they see others and the work that they're doing that makes someone self-actualized. And that's ultimately, I think, the goal of everyone 
on some level, right? Once the, all the unlearnings are kind of stripped away. I don't know if you can actually unlearn everything, but I'm on that journey of trying to figure that out. And so I'm sharing it. And that is unlearning. I mean, I think there's a lot more that we can talk about, but just to kind of get your your palate wet for the season, this is um, kind of an introduction to what I think about it. And I'll end this episode with um, a reading of a blog post that I created earlier last winter about unlearning. And it was really once I realized the whole idea of like being a troublemaker and and not trying to be a troublemaker. Um, And so I'll read that and I'll just close out in in a little bit. So this is called A Great Unlearning. uh, And you can find it on my blog post, on my blog rather. I do things my own way, or so I thought before digging into the beliefs that are holding me back. From a very young age, it is ingrained in us to do things a certain way. We get graded on solving a math problem a very specific way. We have to hold our pencil a certain way to then write letters a certain way. We have to do as Simon says. This is not to say that it is bad to learn how to do things a certain way, but when we are repeatedly taught that again and again, that behavior inadvertently drives other behavior. And so I thought I was doing an amazing job over here, forging my own path when all along I was creating and moving in fear of getting in trouble for not doing things a certain way. This is a great unlearning with many layers, as basically every adult in my life has tried to ingrain this behavior in me. The awareness, like in any great unlearning, is first. Then, the permission to self to get away from the prescriptive path. And then, deciding what it is that I really want and testing different ways to get there. No one gets to forge this path but me. And so, I'm going to take my time, release the layers that are weighing me down, and really understand what I'm going for and how I want to get there. And so thank you for sharing this time with me. I am so grateful to have you here in my circle and listening. And I can't wait to share the season with you. It's going to be jam-packed. We're going to be talking about a lot of different topics. Uh, Not all the topics, obviously, in terms of unlearning, but to really approach it from different angles. So I'm stoked, can't wait, and I will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in today. Living an inspired life is a worthy endeavor. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Be sure to subscribe in your preferred podcast player for future real conversations. And if any part of this episode made you think of a friend, let them know that they aren't alone in their journey and share all the things with them. If you'd like to stay in touch, hop on over to lisaforreal.com and sign up for my daily blogs or find me on Instagram at reclaimingmotherhood. See you next time.